This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Very clever. Oh, Tangang has done so well. Son, go! Tottenham Hotspur take the lead in this North London derby. And of course, it's in Minson. Jaffet Tanganga, absolutely crucial in this goal. Great work with Lo Celso, but great strength. And him Minson, so cool and composed. The fight from Tanganga here. And here on the second ball, as he had to hold off the challenge of a defender. And he cuts it back perfectly, and Son rattles it in. Arsenal are beaten in this Mind Series pre-season friendly. Lots of encouraging things for Nuno in that second half. And now his attention will swiftly turn to their Premier League opener with Manchester City. The Spurs get the win, they deserve it. Full time at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in the Mind Series. It finishes Spurs 1 Arsenal 0. Hello and welcome to the last word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very safe and well. Thank you so much for downloading us as we build up to the new Premier League season and the Nuno Espirito Santo. If you're listening to the show for the very first time, you can find us on iTunes or on Spotify or on Audio Boomer across all major audio platforms. Amazon Music as well, I've been told you can find us on there too. You can find us across social media. We are on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. And we are providing you with instant reaction to Tottenham Hotspur beating Arsenal in a pre-season friendly, but it always still feels good. We've got so much to come in this show. We'll be talking about Tottenham Hotspur making their third summer signing, possibly more to come. Christian Romero is a Tottenham Hotspur player. We've been linked with a whole host of players as well. We'll be discussing them in the show. Harry Kane's future. Yes, we're going to have to go there again. Talking us through the next hour. Delighted to have back with me two of our regulars on the last one on Spurs. I've got the wonderful Lee McQueen, our conductor in the house. Lee, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, Rick. Hello, uh, boys. Hello, listeners. Um, looking forward to this one. Um, Got to be honest, Boyd, 
every day that goes on and on and on, I'm getting a little bit more optimistic with the season happening. So uh, I'm getting the old uh, happy mojo back for for, for Tottenham and uh, that can only be a good thing. So uh, we're looking uh, looking forward to getting into it. Totally agree. And also back on the show, always, always get so much love when he comes in here. The wonderful John Williams back. John from Little White Rose. John, how are you? Hello, Rick. Yeah, I'm doing really well, mate. Hope all you listeners are doing well as well. Thanks for tuning in again. And I just want to say it's really good to come on in a really sort of positive, uplifting spirit tonight. I, I love today's game. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Really enjoyed a win over Arsenal at any time is good. Doesn't matter if it's a friendly or not. And I actually really enjoyed the high intensity of the game. It makes me bang up for the season starting next week and uh, bring on Man City. Looking forward to it. Yeah, do you know what I enjoyed most, John? And we're going to come on to it. It was a brand of football that I could really relate to. You know, some actually nice to see us going forward. Felt like shackles were off. I know people are probably screaming, yeah, calm down, it's only pre-season. Yes, it's only pre-season. But you know what? Even now... It's Arsenal, though, isn't it? Sorry to interrupt. It's, it's Arsenal. Arsenal. And, you're even, you're even now, though, and you're silly, even though, even now, but at the very early days, boys, you know what? I know people are going to be laughing about this. I can actually see a bit of a plan, actually, here. I can actually see a philosophy. I can see some identity. And you know what? I've got to say, I know it's early, early days, but I love the way Nuno speaks. I just love the way he speaks. Reminds me so much of Poch. And I know people, again, will be kind of going mad about that. Yeah, but Poch didn't win. He think, no, he didn't. But obviously, just the, just the manner of the man, the moral of the man, really enjoying, like I say, at the moment, the Nuno feeling. I know it's only a couple of days. We may feel different next week. But hey-ho, let's get into it. We're going to start with you, John, because it was Son's goal, the difference in a pre-even game during his pre-season friendly. Um, a draw against Chelsea, obviously, during the week, and a win, a nice way to round up an efficient pre-season. How are you feeling, John, on the back of that win against Arsenal? Yeah, absolutely delighted. I think that was a really impressive win, actually. I think if you look at the game, that was Arsenal's strongest eleven basically, on paper. Um, that was us without Harry Kane, without Christian Romero. That's two players that I believe will still be at the club when the window shuts and that instantly coming to that starting eleven once things have moved on. So for me, it was a hugely impressive win. Um, and it builds on the great comeback at Chelsea on Wednesday night, which I was also pleased with. I've seen some good styles of play. And I think it's also really good that it's put to bed the stories of maybe Oliver Skip or Jaffet Tanganga departing on loan. Both players started both games. Nuno is building a core of players that he trusts. And I personally love that he's putting faith and trust in our young homegrown players that we develop out of Hotspur Way. I think that's a really good core to the side. Obviously, he loves Huibier. He came back only a couple of weeks ago and he's straight in for the two big games against Chelsea and Arsenal. Um, obviously, he's built a front four at the moment, which I looks like will start against Manchester City with Sonny, Delhi, Bergwijn and Lucas. All of them are chipping in and scoring goals. Delhi very unlucky today. Twice he hit the post and he, twice he was in those positions. That's what I want to see from Delhi. That was a Delhi we had in the 17-18 season that was always on that back post, ready for those tap-ins, ready for those headers he used to score at the back post. So it's really promising, actually, to see him getting back in those roles. Um, and, yeah, and all the forward players are really impressing me, actually. They all had good moments today. They all showed individual skill. They all look a lot fitter, actually, than we saw for a lot of last season. It seems like these double sessions are really working out well. I want to give huge credit as well to Davidson Sanchez and Eric Dyer. These are two guys that come under a lot of criticism, a lot of the time from myself as well. I thought they were outstanding today. Kept a clean sheet against Arsenal, Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette. Whatever people want to say about them, they are still three very good players. And they dealt with them comfortably. And I like this new... Alderweire old style ping that Davidson Sanchez was doing. We saw it's great effect two or three times today. And um, look, do I still think one of the two will move on? Yes, probably. And I think it's probably right they do. But I, I was impressed today. They slotted in our Copper America players, Sanchez and Lachelso, who came off the bench and had a positive impact. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Lachelso this season. I feel like with the Copper America behind him, that could really give him some confidence. The signing of Kristen Romero as a fellow Argentinian at the club, the potential signing, if the rumours are true from today. 
of Martinez up front as well, starts giving a bit of a core to the team. And if we can build those threes and twos around the pitch, players that build up relationships with each other, you know, that's only going to lead to good things. I'm, I'm, I'm very positive about the season starting now. And, you know, I think the business is going to continue. Um, there's obviously a lot of players we still need to move on, but some have been moved on. And I think in greater success than we've done previously. So Paratici is working the angles. And I think the signing Romero on a loan basis is very, very shrewd because that has obviously allowed us now to not invest the money until next year when we will have had a stadium full of fans again, potentially stadium naming rights coming as long as a lucrative uh, training wear sponsorship. So we'll have more money next year and that allows us more money to play with now. And I see that as very, very sensible. And hopefully we do get two or three still in before the season starts. And I just want to mention one man that didn't play today and that's Brian Hill. I think, you know, I saw a clip of him at the uh, Olympics on the weekend. He came on, he transformed the game. And I think that's someone to be very excited about as well. I know a lot of us talk about Romero, how quickly Golini slotted in and how good rapport he's already got with the fan base. But I think Gil is going to be somebody that surprises us this season. And uh, yeah, it could be a real, real talent for us moving forward. So I was delighted today. Massive to always, you know, beat Arsenal, get one over them. For fans to be back in the stadium was great as well in such numbers. And it was great to see the support they showed. And also the support they showed for Saka when he came on, you know. Yeah, I know a lot totally of agree think our Arsenal player whatever sometimes things go well above that and in the case yeah. of racism it does and I was delighted that the Tottenham fans gave him a really good reaction on the pitch and he you know reciprocated to that he turned around and cut the Tottenham fans so that yeah. was a bit of class so huge congratulations to everyone who was there today really appreciated that and I'm sure everyone around the football looked positively upon that yeah, totally agree. John, Joe, I love having you back on. I feel this positivity exuding, you know, it's exuberance here. And I know Lee McQueen's only going to add to this on already this new crazy train. Lee, Jeff at Tanganga, arguably the man in the match, despite oh, this, this past week being linked away with a move to Galatasaray on loan. Also, a really positive cameo from Jim Iron So Skip playing very well. Day looking dangerous despite spurning some opportunities. But a really good way, Lee, to end pre season. Let's be honest about it. It's been a difficult week as a Tottenham fan, you know, our star striker being heavily linked with a move away. Um, I've got no doubt this is not disrupted. It has to be disrupted in the camp. So how pleased are you from a professional perspective? We've got the job done. Nuno's first game as well at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think there's a lot of positives to come out of this result. Definitely. I've got some, I've got some news uh, that I want to share with the listeners and stuff on came when we get to that point. But um, I, I love seeing Delhi doing them things. Uh, you know, what's he at the post twice today? Probably could have had another one. Yes, his finishing weren't there, but that, that, it's still pre-season. That doesn't matter. He's getting himself into them areas. The goals will come. I mean, you know, the little flick around the corner again for Lucas to pick up um, uh, in the in the first half as well. You know, reminiscent of when he kept the ball in against West Ham that time. Do you remember when it went, when it, uh, before it went out and stuff like that? And he's done that before. You know, that outrageous goal that Kane scored when he had... Um, when he had the mask on. No, no, listeners, not your COVID mask, you know, the protective mask. Remember them before masks just become masks? Um, yeah. For those days. Exactly. He, uh, Delhi kept the ball in the corner, if you remember. Do you know? Do you remember that? And also, uh, if you remember when Ericsson scored outrageous goal against Chelsea, Delhi chased the ball down and kept the ball in on that point. So, you know, it's really good to see. He looks absolutely ripped, shredded. I mean, the geezer looks in amazing um, shape. And I just hope that the pennies dropped again for him to work that hard. Uh, another point I wanted to pick up uh, that, that John said as well is fitness. They look fitter. They look like these, like you just said, is it double sessions, John? You said that you mentioned about it. Nuno's coming in. There was a lot of stuff coming out of the camp under Jose Mourinho's regime where they wasn't fit enough or they wasn't working as hard and so on and so forth. And it just feels that they've, 
they, they, they are they look fit or they look um they look at it more does that make sense listeners and and, and actually Rick, something else that you said as well about a plan we've banged on on this show uh to some people's detriment but mo- most uh most listeners love it. it's why you tune in every week don't you listeners you know we banged on this show so much about an identity, a plan, a project of where we're going, what we're going to do. This is what it looks like. Don't don't be surprised when when people are signing, when we're signing people like Romero that want to come and have a go on this project, re-signing Son for a four-year contract. I mean, this guy, and he showed it again today, he's just pure class. Sonny is just literally pure class. Hoiberg, the way he talks, his, his uh, post-match interview, sure, we'll come on to it. Absolutely outstanding words. Now, this this is a this could be if we if we want it to be Tottenham Hotspur football club and Tottenham Hotspur fans if we want it to be this could be a real turning point a defining moment in how we approach the season momentum is so so big in in all sport especially in football and the, and and we've all been in the doldrums there's no doubt about it the whole the whole world has for COVID and then you come into the sport and you look at everything else and you know I listened to the pod that you did, uh, that we did, sorry, last word on Spurs did with um, uh, um, the trust. And it, and it all brought the memories back about the ESL and the furlough and, you know, all the stuff and the manager for all his time and not signing anyone for 518 days as Chris Cowan always says, all this stuff. And you think, this is the rebuild. This is where we've been. Let's let's park all that now. I'm fed up with seeing. I'm fed up with seeing Jose Mourinho on my timeline. I'm fed up with talk, harping back about we didn't do this and we didn't do this. Let's move forward. We've got our manager. We've got players involved. Lucas looks sharp. Delhi looks sharp. Son class. We've got some good, you know, yes, there's still work to do. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting there ringing the bell and, and saying that we're finished. We've got lots of work to do. But at the end of the day, Paratici, Paratigi, I, I don't know. We can have that debate. We will, we will come on to that. <laughs> we will. But, but uh, Fabio, right? He, he, he has come in and started to, like you said, right at the beginning of the show, I think, you know, start to take some players out of the, or, or John, you said it, take some players out of the football club that needed to go and to, and to move on. And, but years gone by, we'd have been crying over Toby. Now, all of a sudden, we're excited. We've taken away Toby, who's been brilliant for us, and we've got a £50 million defender, genuine talent. We want him to be our VVD. We want him to be our Dyers. Let's hope he's not a Fazio or a Vlad Kirikes. No offense. Oh, yeah. But, but let, let, let's hope that he's, but he has got that ability to be able to come in and make that huge difference. And a certain Mr. K, yeah, a certain Mr. K might now be looking around thinking, hang on, something is happening here. Maybe I will, maybe I will uh, stick around. We'll definitely come on to that. We most certainly will. I mean, I've got to say, you know, you guys may have mentioned it already, but Sergio Reginald looks to be re-energised and a word of praise for Eric Dyer, Davison Sanchez, the latter in particular, putting in a real professional shift despite being offered to half of Europe, as we understand. So uh, I think there's a lot of positives. John, got a question here I want to ask you. This is from uh, Joe Lily White Life. He says, not really a question, but I'm starting to have a good feeling about Nuno. I think our trend of lucking out with second managers may continue. If nothing else, our club needs someone to bring everyone together. And it feels like he can do that. Do you agree, John, from what you've seen at the very early stage with Nuno? I've been extremely impressed with everything about Nuno so far. The way he carries himself, the way he answers difficult questions that are put to him. There was a whole load of more difficult questions today about Harry Kane and when he didn't speak to him and this sort of stuff. He answers everything with such dignity, respect and exactly how I would want someone representing my club to answer those questions. He's a, a polar opposite of what we've seen for the last two years and I, I couldn't be more happier with it. So long may Nuno continue. I'm really pleased with what I see so far. 
And John, sticking with you, um, ahead of that Arsenal game, the team who's coming through, we saw Hugo Lloris returning to the team after missing out at Stanford Bridge midweek. Of course, as I mentioned, Davidson Sanchez back into that team to partner Eric Dyer at the back. And I'm sure, as always, that caused headlines on Spurs Twitter. We saw Pierre Mehoibier, Oliver Skip continue in the middle of the park alongside Deli Alley with Steven Bergvine, Lucas Mora, Hummingston starting in attack. The Celso returning to the bench after returning from the Copper America. But there was no place in the squad once again for Tungi and Dombele. New signing Christian Romero was also not included after his move from Atlanta was confirmed on Friday evening. And um, John, ahead of the game with that team news, is that what you're roughly expecting against Man City next week, based on what we've seen so far during this preseason? Yeah, look, preseason. I think we, we can name at least seven of the starting eleven. I think we can all certainly say the front four, without any doubt, is going to be Sun, Bergwijn, Mora, Delhi. They featured heavily preseason in almost every game. It's been those four to start with, and then we've seen some of the younger players come on, your Jack Clarks, your Dane Scarlets, to mix it up a bit. But it's tend to be those four. So I think they're a definite. I think Hoybier and Skip is a definite. So that puts us on to six. I think we will see Dyer start the game for definite. He's played almost every preseason game. This isn't going to be popular, but I, I don't think he's going to move on this summer. He's contracted till 2024. He, he speaks Portuguese. Nuno speaks Portuguese. You know, he's got Premier League experience. We can't get rid of everybody in one window as much as we'd all love to and be playing football manager. It just don't work like that, you know. So I think he's going to end up staying. and I think he'll probably start the first game. Who he starts alongside is an interesting one because... We've not seen much of Roden. He came on today, which I was pleased about, but we haven't seen him, for example, at the Chelsea game or anything like that. So he's obviously a little bit further behind with his preseason fitness. Well, in the first three, four games of preseason, we saw Carter Vickers start all the games, but he's since dropped out in the two bigger profile games. Um, I expect Hugo Lloris will start in goal. I think Regulon will certainly start a left back. He seems to already be the favourite head of Ben Davis. Right back's another interesting one, sort of up for debate. Um, and yeah, I suppose it depends how well Romero settles in in training. I personally. If he gets up to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and he's looking good in training and we start integrating him into the group, I'd probably throw him in against Man City, to be honest with you. I think he's that good. He comes off the totally momentum rich. momentum of winning the Copper America and I think that's really important, actually. Um, and, and the Celso really impressed me today. He came on and he made things happen. In the other preseason games, something was lacked a little bit. With Skip and Hoybier, they, they, they marshal that back section of, of the pitch, but they don't offer too much going forward or in an advanced role. And we've missed the sort of end on Bele or the Celso or whoever it's going to be, being that creative link, if you know what I mean. Delhi's great at getting on the end of things, but he hasn't really found a position yet. Today, actually, he, he was on the sort of left side for a lot of the game, and that offered something a bit different, which I quite liked. So we, we'll see, but, but I think we can certainly say seven or so names will, will be in that lineup for definite against Man City, and the others can still change. But I'm obviously delighted that, you know, there is no chance, whatever rumours are coming out of Turkey on this, that Tanganga is going on loan. I'm sorry. He started no against Chelsea. No he started chance. today. So chance. it's just not happening, is it? You don't have to be Einstein to work out. It's not happening. No chance. Do you want a lot of questions? Rumor, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. Another rumour about Oliver Skip going to Newcastle. No chance. Mm-hmm. Already, Nuno has picked up on him as he's going to be one of our best central midfield players. Yeah. Let's build something around him with Hoybier in there. And he's starting back-to-back games against Chelsea and Arsenal. Of course, yeah. He's I mean, not just just, on, just interact with you quickly on Tanganga. That, I mean, his display today was almost like he was like, "I'm I'm here to stay." I, yeah, I don't it, it was a performance play. to make a statement, wasn't it? John? It, it was it a statement performance. Was. Yeah. I mean, he was outstanding in the goal. Is outstanding like in the in the build-up. Sorry, the way he was, he was getting his body and like, again that physicality side and you know not being bullied and put, I, I thought he was excellent and. 
I yeah. would definitely not. He did very well actually. Yeah. He was up against Aubameyang for a lot of the games. Aubameyang started on the left of the, the forward three for Arsenal. Yeah. And he did very, very well against him. Aubameyang was, was virtually anonymous in the game, apart from once when he got round the side. Um, so look, he, he did very well against a high profile player against then. As I seem to remember, he's he's his games. he comes in against Man City and does well against Sterling. He comes in, you know, against Aubameyang and, and, you know, and then he sort of comes out of the team. So I hope we see him involved a lot more this season because I think we can trust him. And I think each game he plays, he gets better, he gets more experience and it adds to his he value. He took a knock though, didn't he, John? He took a knock. He took a knock at the end. He came off about four minutes to go. Um, hopefully it's nothing too serious because unfortunately mm. a few times it's really stagnated him so far, these little yeah. injuries he picks up. So hopefully it's nothing serious. But as I said, if it is something serious, I was also pleased to see Roden come on today. Yeah. And that gives us another option as well. It does. Shout out to Jake Lambert, Richard 13, John. We've got uh, Mark Salter, Mark Sal, 68104301, Pucker Plumber, John Gar, all asking that question about Jaffet Tanganga. Like I say, you guys have shut it down. Like I say, hopefully he's here to stay because I'd say it was a really good performance today. Uh, Lee, let's come on to you. Actually, we'll start with a question here. This is from that Tottenham feed. Regular listen to the show. I hope you're well. Thanks so much for tuning in again. Uh, he says, what has impressed you the most about Nuno Espirito Santos pre-season heading into the new campaign? Um, I think it's his way about him. I think it's, 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 it's an inclusive way. I think it's... it's um, it, it, it's it's about building the trust with the players. I don't think you've got a team uh, of people. You you know, a team is about not just having people. A team is about trusting the people that you have. And I think he's he's come in and he's brought that kind of that trust element. Um, you know, that inclusivity of everybody's uh, you know is part of the of the team, and you can trust people to do that. I think I think he's just got a very different way about him. Look, look, Jose Mourinho is box office for all of the right reasons and and a, a lot of the wrong reasons. You know, Nuno's very calm under the radar. I, I, like, I don't, I don't think he's. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a soft touch. And I think that was the other thing that I was gonna gonna mention earlier when you said about having a plan and mm. um, and John, you mentioned about um, uh, uh, fitness levels and stuff. I think he works them really hard uh, and. Um, you know, when we uh, when we've been speaking about Nuno in the past, I wasn't that you know I wasn't that happy if I'm honest of him mm. coming. It wasn't an enamoring appointment, was it? He's not an, an enamoring no. appointment. No, so, you know, yeah. You guys referenced earlier, you know, maybe we lucked out with a second choice again. I think this was our seventh choice uh, by all accounts. Um, you know, this time around, but nonetheless, you, you can't. You, you can't help but feel that that affection for like you, you like the bloke, you know. It's like Sonny, right? He, Sonny's you know rival fans. Everyone loves Sonny. Like it's, it's impossible not to like him. And and I think Nuno's got that bit about him. And yeah, it's like John alluded to, or, or Rick. I think you mentioned it as well about Poch. You know the Poch aspect. Let's not compare him to Poch yet, but but ultimately I think he's got that sort of way about him. You know, an arm around you, inclusivity. Let's get this done rather than that kind of hard, armoured um, uh, approach that Jose, can't get my words out today, sorry listeners, um, yeah, that, that kind of hard-assed, armoured approach that Jose comes with. Rick and Lee, just a quick one. Now, from, from the team we saw today, yeah. also I think quite tellingly was the substitutes, because it gives mm. an indication of who isn't in his plans, basically. And we could see that Aurier, despite not starting at Chelsea, came on towards the end. Only came on for four minutes today because Tanganga got injured. I imagine Tanganga would have played the full 90. So we can see Aurea, one year left on his contract, is certainly one the club want to move on. I think no one can dispute that. 
Um, you know, so, so that's one that, that I think will still move on or they'll try and move on. We've not seen Sissoko again today. So that's another one. Um, yeah. Are there any more you guys, you know, real noticeable missions you guys have thought of today that are just like, you know, they're obviously not in the plans? Well, Carl Vickers obviously didn't get a minute, which probably is not unexpected because yeah, he's been I mean, linked heavily with Yeah, just on, just on Carter Vickers, I think the idea was that in the opening pre-season games of Nuno's tenure, look, we didn't want to be playing maybe a, a youth centre-half straight away in his first couple of games. So he put him in there to give a bit of stability to the team, you know. Carter yeah. Vickers is an outstanding championship-level player and we were playing... Uh, uh, League Two, non-league, uh, and League One side. So it was it was no no-brainer to put Carter Vickers in for a few games, put him in the shop window, build his fitness up. But I think look, the club are looking for five million pounds for him. I do think somebody will pay it, and it will just happen to be somebody after they play a few games will lose a defender to an injury. It's probably about yeah. four or five clubs in for a minute. Celtic, Newcastle, heavily linked, and Delecht and Bruges in Belgium as well. Norwich City. So someone will lose a defender, and they'll look, go through their shortlist and think, oh look, we can get this guy. He's dependable. Five million quid is not a big investment. Let's get him. He's 23, good age to him as well. Um, so I think he will go. Interesting one on the bench is Toby Amole. Now, we picked him up last summer as a freebie from Arsenal, basically. The idea behind it at the time, I understood, was that he was just going to come in as cover for the 23s to allow our other defenders like Malachi Walcott and Jibro Kidino since left to go out on loan. And he was going to allow the 23s to have a solid centre-back in there. He's actually hugely impressed pre-season. He's played a lot of games. He's on the bench again today for big, you know, big games. He's on the bench at Chelsea. He's on the bench against his former club, Arsenal, today. I think the idea with him is they're going to keep him around because he counts as homegrown. He's past the age of 21, so we can register him as one of our eight homegrown players, thus allowing us maybe to sell one of the others and it not cause a huge issue. So say, for example, we could bring in a 25 million for Winks or whatever because we've got Skip coming in. We wouldn't then have to worry about our numbers because we're going to register a mole in the squad. That's the idea I'm getting from his continued involvement. He's been on the bench or played in every preseason game so far when he was about the sixth choice for the 23s, you know, if I rated all the centre-backs. So it's yeah, quite surprising. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he's just got to be in the right place at the right time. And he but seems to impress the coach stuff. Maybe he's got a great attitude in training. Maybe he's just improved a lot over the summer. But it's an interesting one. Yeah, I agree. I think what's interesting that you mentioned about kind of like who's who, who potentially um, that, that is missing or, or, or the club are looking to to kind of move on. I think Sissoko. I think you mentioned Winks there. I think Winks and Sissoko um, definitely. I think that Sanchez, if there's offers and or Dyer, I, I kind of agree with you on the whole Dyer yeah. situation. It won't, it won't be both, will it? It won't no, be. It'd be one I, or the I, two. Yeah, I think one or the two. If somebody all, all of a sudden comes in for Dyer, that it, it might end up meaning that we keep a Sanchez or so. Yeah. Definitely. Lee, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Do you remember when we sold Trippier? It felt a bit like that summer. We would have sold either Trippier or Aurea or Carl yeah. Walker-Peters, actually. Just whichever offer came in that yeah. gave us funds to play with in the market, we were going to that's, accept. And it's a bit like that now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what it feels like. I think the other um, key thing, uh, again, is Doherty. You know, everyone talks about, you know, he's going to have a bigger involvement now because obviously Nuno managed him before and so on and so forth. We've been playing a four at the back. Um, so he's been used to playing three at the back under Nuno. So it's a different system. Um, you know, I, I don't expect, I mean, well, I think all three of us would have moved him on last season, to be fair. Of course, yeah, yeah. He, 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 no offense it, to it never looked like it worked, worked, did it? And it didn't work. Didn't work. Local. But, mm -hmm. you know, in his pre-season work and the you know, stuff that he's been doing, is there is there an opportunity now for him to stay? I mean, if we're going to keep Jaffet Ganga, then ultimately we keep Doherty and then do we actually need a new right back? Personally, I think yeah, we do, yeah. absolutely. But Lee, Lee just on, on that, I mean, Doherty did start at Chelsea, which surprised me a little bit. Um, but he did, he did get the start. He was quite poor, if I'm being honest with you. I didn't really see a lot there to make me think, yeah. oh, he's a changed man and new leaf. I thought, look, he's average yeah, man, yeah. as he was last year and the opportunity he had. Mm. But I would still look to move him on, bring in a first-choice right-back, 
with Tanganga as an option to be a backup right back or also play centre back. But loads of games in the Conference League, yeah. League Cup, yeah. FA Cup. There'll be plenty, and people get injuries as well. But I'm happy if Tanganga is one of the two right backs. Allow the other two to move on, uh, Doherty yeah. and Doria. I agree. Lee, coming back around you, just to kind of touch up on the Arsenal game in a bit more detail. Uh, straight from the league, we saw the touchline as Hoybier attempted to clear a ball on the slide, but Arteta was out of his technical area and the day almost swept his leg. Um, the irony was that the boss of Arsenal didn't appear to be too happy with it, but the Spurs man seemed to point out that he was practically on the touchline. I don't know if you saw that incident, but um, listen, it's always great pre-season Arsenal, right? Who cares? Yeah, exa- exactly that. And I think, you know, there's, there's a bit of spice there as well. I mean, I, I think that, you know, I was chatting to a couple of, uh, well, Nick and Colsey actually, um, and uh, earlier today, and I was, you know, saying that's a bit weird, isn't it, that we're having preseason friendlies against top, uh, against Arsenal and Tottenham and, and, and Chelsea and whatever. But I actually quite like it. It's almost like having the whole nation friendlies again. They're never <laughs> friendlies, and you're getting right in. Everyone's yeah. getting right. It's a good, good level of intensity as well, wasn't it? Really good level of intensity. Good level of intensity. Yeah. There's no way you're going out in front of White Hart, like, the new White Hart Lane against Arsenal and and, and putting half a shift in, unless of course you're in Dembele. You don't even bother turning up. But but the, you know, the, the, <laughs> or, or the other man. <laughs> don't, don't I say that? But look, I mean, look. I think at the end of the day, I, I think it's been good for us. You know, so, some sometimes you know. I, <laughs> I know we do it for promotional uh, purposes all around the world and we go to these tournaments in the USA and go to these tournaments in Asia and so on and so forth. And, and we, sometimes we play these, you know, these local teams, which is great, but it's not really to get up to full fitness. And I think these have, you know, you can't go out there and give it 82%, can you, against Arsenal? It's going to be no. 110 and you're cracking on. Totally agree. Lee, Lee as, as you said there, I mean, these friendlies for me have been phenomenal. I've absolutely loved them. I agree. In terms yeah. of the, the intensity. Come here, John. I, I enjoyed them now they're over. I wasn't sure I was going to join beforehand, depending on what yeah, the result no, was going to be. <laughs> I say I enjoy them. If you could tell me now, could I have those four prim- as four points we've got from the two games as Premier yeah. League? Oh, of course. Listen, of course you would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nuno's on a good ratio at the moment. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. No, on, on a serious note, though, I just thought the intensity, especially that Chelsea game when we came out and they were bang on us, right? I think long-term, three, four games into the season when some teams are still gelling and, and, and building together setups and formations, I think we're going to be bang on it because of those games. I think they were mm. ten, 10 times the level of playing Colchester and whatever yeah. when we're sort of going through the motions after we score the early goals. I've really, really enjoyed the tournament. And I hope it's something that can be repeated in the future, yeah. especially for a, a great charity cause like mine. I, I think it's been a really yeah. good tournament. Yeah. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Really positive about it. Mm. And... Um, yeah, more of the same. I've loved it. Actually. I think what's given me massive confidence as well, boys. I'm not sure if you saw it after the game. Nuno's actually saying that one of the things he's working on is Spurs finishing the games a lot more stronger. And it doesn't take a genius to work out last season under Jose. Not no offense to the guy that you know we would go one up, we would never sit back, sit back and concede, and we just didn't look fit. Like you, Lee, you alluded to it at the start of the show. If Nuno can, if Nuno can work on the fitness of these players, I've got no doubt that every single one of these players' ability. I know people shout and tell you that Sanchez and die, they're not going to get any better. But I do believe from a fitness perspective, we will be so much more better. And I think you look at the gap to the top four it was last season, despite what happened to us in terms of sacking Mourinho, bringing in Mason, players being despondent, it wasn't really a massive gap in terms of points. And you do think with the right additions, we can get top four. We most certainly can. I think, I think you know, you talk about challenging, right? And I think that... We've gone from uh, under prime potch with prime uh, back five that we, we you know, the back four and Lloris and, you know, put prime Delhi and whatever. We've gone from challenging the likes of, you know, Chelsea and Leicester, if you like, for, for, for the Premier League title and obviously challenging in the Champions League final. We've gone from that to, to going back to, you know, 
outside of the top four, but we're still challenging. Like we were five points outside of the top four. That was a woeful, woeful performance against Aston Villa, right? And and points dropped against West Ham. There, there you go. And there's top four. So so anyone listen to me now going, oh, here he goes again. He's happy going on his happy couple run. Look at the facts and the figures and look at the statistics. We was not that far away. In an absolutely woeful season that everyone will remember, turgid this and rubbish that and... We was not that far away. So, you know, play play the statistics. I've done this so many times. I haven't got my blue book with me at the moment, but I've done this so many times. The 10-year average to get into the top four is 72 points. The 10-year average to get in the top five is 68 points. That's got to be your aim. Not not to beat Arsenal or to beat West Ham, whatever. You know, agree. Your aim needs yeah. to be 72 points. That's yeah. what it should be. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, let's discuss Sonny's goal because it was a great, great finish. And it was a lovely build-up to the play. John... Um, got to give huge credit there, of course. We mentioned it, Jaffet Tanganga. You know, used his strength to hold off Pepe, then linked up really well with Lascelles, so to tear up the Son. His teammates really did appreciate that excellent work down the right-hand side. And listen, Sonny loves a goal against Arsenal, even in a pre-season friendly. Couldn't help celebrate amongst the Spurs fans. And, you know, I've got to say, Son, I've got mad love for this guy. You know, despite everything all the disarray with Tottenham this summer, this guy commits his future says he loves the club and, you know, I do feel Son is one of our own. <laughs> I know it's been yeah. a difficult week. I know I'll say one of our own because that's what we say Harry is. But for Sonny, there's a real special feeling, that connection there with Tottenham. Despite all the crap that's going on with Tottenham, he wants to be it. He wants to win trophies with his club. Yeah, look, Sonny loves the club. And, and you get the feeling that Sonny is nothing he'd love more than winning a trophy for us fans. You know, he plays for the badge. He gets what it means in London derbies, not just Arsenal. West Ham, Chelsea away, pops up with goals. He, he feels it like we do. You know, I feel like if he wasn't on the pitch, he'd be in the stands with us. He's one of our owners. You say, I, I do see him like that because he he really cares about this club. He could walk into any club in Europe, but decided to commit himself again for another four year stint with us. And I couldn't be happier. And the goal today was brilliant. Um, lovely finish. It was hit so hard, actually. I thought the net was going to come off the back. The way yeah, it was. <laughs> into that corner. Uh, it was phenomenal. I loved it. And then the play from Jaff in the build up was brilliant. You know, got past Pepe. I think it was Pablo Mari who ended up on his ass as well for Arsenal. So that was lovely <laughs> to see. And yeah, it was just brilliant. I, I, I was yeah. really pleased. I, I feel so confident and so happy compared to how I was in these shows last you know, year. Isn't it nice? To a positive show. Yeah, I totally you know, agree. I, I feel like yeah. I'm in my normal zone now and I feel yeah. good and I'm looking forward to the game next Sunday against Man City. Yeah. You know, I'm not afraid of playing Man City. I'm looking mm. forward to going and seeing what we yeah. can do. Yeah. Played them three times at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, twice without Harry Kane. We've beaten them three times. We've not conceded a goal. I'm looking forward to it. I feel positive about preseason. They lost yesterday. They mm. haven't got all their players back yet. And they've still yeah. got uncertainty around a few things. Let's capitalise. Let's hit them early. Let's do our thing with our fans behind us at that White Hart Lane Stadium. Sing loud, be noisy, and let's get the job done. Because I'm feeling really confident about this season again. Yeah, Lee, come around to you. Sonny, I know you've got mad love for this guy. I mean, he's had a good pre-season. You know, despite anything that's going on, Lee, are you confident, Sonny, if there is no Harry there, which we are going to come on to, Son's got the power to be that player we want him to be because I don't think the Spurs fans, listen, we absolutely adore Son. The one thing I think we'd all say with Son, it's just that consistency throughout the season, right? He has, he has a bit of, you know, he has a few dips, don't get me wrong, but what we need for Sonny to be, I think, to become that next level player for us is to add that consistency to his game. Once he's got that, for me, he is elite. Do you know what I mean? I don't think we're far off Son being considered in that bracket, but he just needs to do it more consistently. Can this be his season, Lee? Yeah, and I think it, I think his season was last season as well. I mean, you know, you I, I, do, I do agree with you about just, you know, tweaking the consistency part of things. I, I think that, in my opinion, and I've voiced this on the pod last season, 
you know, he was getting some some stick on social media or not stick, but, you know, a bit of criticism while we ain't turned up this time, whatever. When, when you look at his statistics, they're absolutely outrageous. Just giving you Premier League statistics, he scored 17 goals last season, right? He is not an out-and-out forward or, or an attack or a centre-forward. He comes in from that left-hand That's side. That's very true, yeah. He scored 17 goals in the Premier League. He also got 10 assists in the Premier League. I'm going to read out some of the names, right, that were totally banded about for player of the season. No, no, no problem. Of course he should get player of the season. Bruno Fernandes, Kevin De Bruyne, our very own Jack Grealish, essentially, who's who's been grabbing the headlines. Jack Grealish got the same amount of assists as Hunmin Son, right? Same amount. So, you know, um, Marcus Rashford, for example, you know, oh yeah, he's, he's revered. In terms of goals... Ollie Watkins, Gundogan, Lacazette, Iniacho, Danny Ings, Callum Wilson, all below, all below Sonny. All mm. of them. Yeah. You know, we, we had we had two strikes. In fact, I'm bringing Bale into this as well. We had three forwards in our in our forward line last season that got double figures. We're the only team in the Premier League to have three forwards, I'm talking about, that are in, in double figures in the Premier League. Lee, worth mentioning as well, just, just, just there, that, you know, Sun doesn't even take any penalties. They're all just just plain proper uh, great point. Kicks, does he? Seventeen he does, he league goals for someone yeah. with no penalties is phenomenal. Great point. Yeah. Unbelievable. You you look at the the other players that scored um or, or, uh, the, the goals. Obviously Harry Kane got the golden boot. We know that. Mohamed Salah takes everything. Free kicks, all the penalties, and he's a you know he's their main striker. Bruno Fernandez gets all them dodgy penalties, which uh, which hopefully will with the VAR changes uh, this season might be slightly different. But design, Joe, would it for him? Design this change. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Bamford got seventeen, which was the same amount of goals as Hunmin Son, and he's their he's their main number nine striker. So I, I, I'm not angry, by the way, listeners. I'm very very passionate, right? Because he is the real deal. This guy, he loves the club. He signed a contract. He wants to be there, and you can tell. You can tell in his football, when you're happy in your workplace, regardless of what it is, you perform better. And he is loving it. He is absolutely loving scoring goals. And this guy, you've got to remember as well, in the Champions League run, and it's not about Son or Harry. It's about both of them. Because Harry, well, we'll come on to Harry in a minute, but you know, they're at our football club and they are our club and they're both part of, part of the, the, the club that we love. So it's not about if or or one or the other. Sonny scores the first ever goal in White Hart Lane Stadium. He scores the first ever Champions League goal in the White Hart Lane new, in the new stadium. He yeah. scores the only goal in the quarterfinal against Manchester City. He goes to the Etihad and scores two yeah. in the in the This guy, he's a big game player, isn't he? Game yeah. player. Yeah, and he totally loves agree. it, mate. And he yeah. scores in the North London derby, and he scores another one today. And he just, yeah. he's just. He's the man. I absolutely yeah. love him. You can't not love him, can you? No, I totally agree. I mean, just to kind of also bring it on, um, we're going to just discuss, I mean, we, we said about Oliver Skip, you know, really good performance from him. He was a big presence in that second half or coming off to a big cheer. And he looks set to be, as you said, John, a regular startup under Nuno Espirito Santo. But I do want to discuss for a second, and I'll get both your thoughts on it, because I know you're a big fan of his, Lee, as well. Um, John Deli Alley, um, do you know what? Social media with Delhi, I've seen so much for and pro Delhi. I've seen comments saying that Delhi is not going to fit Nuno's system. I'm seeing some say, look, Delhi's getting in the right positions. The goals will come. I mean, we've alluded to it today. Two great chances. Hit the post twice. Questioning here from Sam the Spur. And I want to get your opinion on Delhi. John. Uh, this is from, I say, Sam the Spur. He says, feel for Delhi. He's turning to Soldado, but at least he's getting in the positions in which to hit the post. I mean, is that slightly harsh? What do you think? Has Delhi got a future under Nuno Espirito Santos' system he's going to outline here? 
Well, look, very simply, Nuno has played five pre-season games and Deli Ali has started five pre-season matches. So he obviously likes him. He wouldn't keep picking him. It's very straightforward. You know, there's other options that he could be picking. Keeps picking Delhi. So I think Delhi's certain to start against Man City next week. Let's see how he does in that. I was actually very impressed, as I said at the beginning of the show, that he was in those positions because that's where he's very, very effective coming in on those second balls, on corners, at that back stick. He used to score so many headers for us like that, noticeably against Chelsea a couple of times. Um, and it's a real threat for us. So I'm hopeful that Delhi has turned the leaf over the summer. I think there was a couple of things in his uh, entourage of friends that I've mentioned before and shows that I'd like him to sort of cut and just focus back on the football. Um, but yeah, I, I was impressed with him today. I thought he, he did a good shift and, and I was unlucky not to score. And I think a, a goal will give him a world of confidence as I think the goal Stephen Bergwijn scored against Chelsea on Wednesday gave him some confidence in his forward play today. So Football's a confidence game, and, and I think Deli Ali hopefully saving his goal for uh, Man City next Sunday. Oh, fingers crossed, Lee. I know you're a massive fan. I don't need to ask you your opinion about Deli Ali, but just tell me, Lee, for you, if a crazy offer came in for Deli, I'm talking about a crazy offer. I don't know, Everton come up and they, they offer us forty million. I'm just putting it out of thin air, hypothetically. Would you consider that for Deli? Not forty. No, no, I, I honestly wouldn't. I mean, he's the youngest player, English player, to get to 50 Premier League goals. Despite the fact that the last two seasons we haven't seen at um, Delhi. He's, he's got four years left on his contract. He's only 24. Um, you know, when, when you see the likes of you know, some of the defenders that we, we've actually purchased or, some, you know, Ben White, for example, who's, like, no offence to Ben White, I'm sure he's going to be a good player. He's just gone for 50 million. Ben White ain't done anything. What's he done? He done nothing. He's 20, 23. Delia is 24. He's done everything in, in the game. He can go and do the business. So not for 40. When you're talking a crazy, crazy offer, you, you, that's way too low. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I would be saying, I would be saying a crazy, crazy offer would be more like when um uh the XR, sorry, forgive me, the listeners, my brain's gone today. When the uh, the previous Arsenal player, midfield player, went to Liverpool for about 45 million. What what was his name? Um, Oxlade Chamberlain. 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 Sorry, I don't know. Mm. Brain, brain, brain yeah. Oxlade Chamberlain. That, that, that for me, 45 million. So I, I would be looking at 50, 55 million for Deli Alley because okay. you don't need to sell him. And I think he offers mm. something really massive. I think a crazy offer for me is somebody coming in going, actually, we want maybe swap, a swap deal or something like that. I, I don't know. But for me, a crazy offer is not 40 million. I, I would keep him all day long. Um, but I can see why some people would want to move him on. And I could also see or understand why the club would want to move him on because he hasn't done it for the last, what, three seasons or two and a half seasons, let's be honest. So you could say, well, that's where his values dropped down and I'll take your point. And actually you could see Paratici or Paratici, well, I don't know which one you're going to go with, but um, Fabio, you could see if an opportunity came in to move him on to get some big money for him, maybe. Maybe, but I do think yeah. mm. he, in his in his mind, is different this season. I think yeah. the experience that he's got, and look, we we he knows Lee, doesn't he, Delhi? I mean, just to be just to be, he knows Lee. He's on his last chance saloon. He doesn't even top them. You know, he's had a lot of chances. He's he's a Daniel Levy favourite, as we know. Daniel really likes him, but he knows Lee. This is his last chance this season, doesn't he? You know, he must know that. I think the I agree. I totally agree. I think the risk as well is very low because we didn't go and spend sixty five million on the bloke, did we? We spent five million, right? And he's still mm. better than Ozil. Yeah, yeah. As the, song, as the famous song goes, of course. Mm. So um, you know, the, the the reality is that you know we're 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 in a very fortunate situation with Delhi to be able to 
kind of, you know, if you like, keep him, even if he, even to his last, no, even if you've got 15, 20 million for him in his last year in his contract, you're still making four times the price you pay for him and you've got all of that service out of him. So, yeah, I, I would keep him. Totally agree. Guys, we are really pushed for time. Just a quick mention, Lucas Moura gave Arsenal the runaround. He's had a really good pre-season, setting up Son, of course, for a great chance in that first half. It was a constant menace to the visitors and used the ball well on the whole. Uh, we are going to go for a very quick break. Taking you into this break, we're going to hear from Nuno Espirito Santo and also Pierre-Emile Hoybier giving their thoughts and reaction to Tottenham Hotspur beating Arsenal in that pre-season friendly. And when we come back, we haven't had their chance yet and their views on this. It's the Harry Kane chat. God, where's this going? Do not go anywhere. We're back after this very, very short break. Brilliant performance, mate. How do you feel off the back of that? Yeah. Oh, I feel, first of all, excited to see all the fans in the stadium. Unbelievable, you know. Uh, this is what you wish uh, to come into. And uh, today, uh, again, welcome to everyone. And uh, I'm happy we could pay it off with a, with a victory. So, uh, first of all, it was great to see all the fans. Pierre, we looked at, I mean, that's two games on a trot. We've got stronger and stronger and stronger. Is that the vibe you're getting from the team at the moment? That we're in a good place, aren't we? Yeah, let's, you know, let's stay, let's stay on the right track. Let's stay steady. Let's stay realistic. But uh, again, I've said it before, the, the talent in this team is, is incredible. We've got to change a little bit, maybe the way of, of bringing that mentality and let's say the the, the ability to be consistent every single day in our behavior. I think we got to bring that forward a bit more, but I think today we put in a good fight. We saw some good play. We were well organized. And again, we were very excited to try to give back uh, for the great support. But again, we are building and we are trying to improve every single day. And today again was, a let's say, a, 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 a a piece of what we have tried to be training on and of course there will be more and we will be better and we'll be stronger but so far not bad it seems amazing you're back Pierre because I mean you played all those games last season you've been with Denmark in the Euros and congratulations on your run in the Euros fantastic but you played again you played every minute again and now the Premier League starts this time next week no I'm very excited I'm very excited I'm feeling well physically as mentally and uh, again I truly believe it's a way of living you know when I'm 35 or 38 I can stop until then I will push myself onto the limit and I will give my all you know and uh, the club know it my teammates know it and then I will every day try to give my best and uh, this is who I am and uh, again I've said it before I really want to keep improving I really want to keep learning and I feel that the environment that we have now also it's a perfect place to keep growing as a person and as a footballer. So uh, we keep pushing, I keep pushing, and uh, let's hope for more uh, glory. Pierre, fans will love hearing that. And I'm sure equally you loved hearing the atmosphere today. Can you just give fans at home a little bit of an idea of what it means to finally have people back in the stadium, particularly in those key moments when you need a little bit of a lift or after we score through a brilliant goal from Sonny and you hear that roar again? Yeah, but again, uh, football is made with fans. It's made for fans, you know. So we are here to, uh, let's say, entertain and to bring the results home. But we need the fans. We need the fans on our side and, and them to, to be behind and as push us like they did today as well. And uh, I can't wait for the season to continue and, 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 and hear the fans roaring and, and, and celebrating. And again, we will give our all. And I'm sure the fans will do the same. And it's a real pleasure to play in front of them. Nuno, first of all, what a reception you've had here today. 
Fantastic. I have to be very thankful. Our fans are amazing. Our fans are unbelievable. And they're all very happy after what was an outstanding performance. I know it's still pre-season, but you've got to be happy with that, right? Um, not outstanding. I will not say outstanding. I think we are, we are in the process. We are trying to improve. Each day, I think we, we get better. And I honestly believe it's not yet uh, what we expect and what we have the ambition to be. A good team, a compact team, solid. There were good move movements and offensive chances that have to be uh, finalized, finished well. But uh, very good, good things. We play a very good team also. Our, our local rivals it was a good game. So a lot of aspects that we have to, to take on board. For the second game on the trot, Nuno, we've got stronger in the game, for sure. We dictated that second half. Yeah, yeah, I think um, both games, we finished the game pretty well. That, that tells how, how well the, pl the players are preparing themselves. We want to be faster, we want to be stronger, and they are working towards that. So it's a good sign that we finished the, 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 the matches on top. Um, credit for the players. Manchester City, one week away. Now is the moment to start thinking about that, to prepare, recover well and have a good week of, of training sessions to prepare well the match. Well done today. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Nice to see you, sir. Hello and welcome back to the second part of the last word on Spurs. Feels so weird to talk about Harry Kane in a transfer saga. I'm, I'm still mentally trying to get my head even around this discussion. And I know it's only been a couple of weeks and it's still ongoing daily at the moment and it's changing. It's just so bizarre me even having this discussion. I still can't quite get my head around it. But anyway... Um, actually, after the game, we saw Nuno Spinetta Santo in his press conference say, I will not speak about any other players. I will only speak about Tottenham players. I think that's very cute in the reference to when we saw Pep Guardiola on Friday actually come out. And do you know what I was surprised about, boys, with Pep? I've always thought he's been respectful. He never talks about players that are not of his own. And he actually said, to be fair to him, he says, hey, he's a Tottenham player in reference to Harry Kane. If Tottenham don't want to negotiate, it is finished. If they want to negotiate, many clubs would like to sign him. We are not an exception. We are very interested in him. That was Pep Guardiola on Friday afternoon. Towards the Friday evening, um, we then saw Harry Kane release his own personal statement via his Twitter account, in which he was directly addressing the Spurs fans about his absence from training last week. He expresses his hurt about some of the things that have been said about him on social media and reiterated how much the Tottenham fans have made to him over the course of his Spurs career. Just again to put that statement out there so you guys can obviously digest that again. He said, it's almost 10 years since I made my Spurs debut for every one of those years. You, the fans have told me total support and love. That's why it hurts to read some of the comments that have been made this week, questioning my professionalism. Whilst I won't go into the specifics of the situation, I want to clarify that I would never and have never refused to train. I'll be returning to the club tomorrow. Obviously, this statement was on Friday, as planned. I wouldn't do anything to jeopardise the relationship I have with the fans who have given me such unwavering support during my time with the club. This has always been the case, as it is today. So, I mean, that was Harry Kane's statement on Friday. Um, listen, there's lots of opinions about who's worded that for him, if it's been done personally, if it's been done via his brother, Charlie. But we haven't had you boys' thoughts on this now. So I've got to come first to you, Lee. I mean, Harry Kane... Where are you at, Lee? I still can't believe we're having this discussion about Harry Kane, but we are. So, has your support been wavered at all? Where are you on this Harry Kane saga? Look, I think I, look, I, I'm not going to 
pretend to be like one of these in the know people um, because that's just not my style and it's not what I, uh, I'm about. But I am hearing very, very strongly that a big, big offer has been put forward to Harry Kane from the club. Um, and it is a, um, a big offer for him to stay another year. And, and I, and I, I can see that happening. I think when you look at the turn of events of what's happened over the last couple of weeks, you know, lots of internationals, especially that was in the finals of the Euros, haven't been playing. Okay, Hugo Lloris, I think, well, he obviously didn't get into the finals, uh, into the final of Euros, um, and Hoiberg didn't get into the final of the Euros. Yes, it was one game, but they didn't get into the final of the Euros. They've only just come back today. Um, and Harry is may or may not have been um, granted extended leave. But what I can share is that Harry wasn't granted extended leave, but he was actually thrashing out a deal to be a, either to leave the club uh, for Champions League football um, or to um, stay at the football club. And uh, that that is what's been happening but behind the scenes. Now, I'm not saying that he's signed uh, the, 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 the lucrative um, uh, extension. It's not a new deal, right? It's not a new deal. It's an extension almost to say, look, stay, give us another year. This is where we're at. I think it's been widely reported, hasn't it, all over um, you know, the, the, the main uh, outlets that mm. he, he thought he was under a gentleman's agreement. I think what's worried me about this story is that none of us really knew that he'd had these conversations last season to say, oh, Okay, I'll give you one more year and see where we're at. And that's can I, the can I ask you, Lee? Do, do, do you personally believe in that term, gentleman's agreement? Do you believe in that term? Oh, it's so hard, Rick. Because like, personally, I think if you look a man in the eye uh, and, a, and a, a, a woman in the eye, or shake a man or a woman's hand, and you do business with somebody else, it isn't worth the paper it's written. I mean, we've got a lawyer with us, right? So it totally tell me that actually I'm, I'm, I'm actually crazy. But I think if you look a person in the eye to do business with them, you, you, you should you should try and stick to that. But I've also been, not guilty, but I've also had agreements in business where, you know, circumstances have changed and therefore, you know, it is what it is. You should have got it in writing. So I think that, you know, you should have it in writing, to be fair. But I think, look, like I say, I'm, I'm positive about the football club because I think that I think that the football club is doing what they can to keep Harry Kane, and, and I and I and I think Harry Kane will stay. That's that's what I think. Lastly, Lee, before I go to John, from your perspective as a fan now, talking, has your support wavered at all for Harry? Do you look at him differently to what you looked at him? Two weeks ago, two months yeah. ago, you know, do you mean to see where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you do. And and one of the reasons why I put out a tweet when when Harry put out a statement, I put out a tweet uh, hashtag one of our own, and people were giving him criticism is because I believe part of the his his advisors and and Harry Kane's party, if you like, want the fans to turn on him because it's easier to have a divorce when it's messy. Um, if, I, if I can use that, if I, if I can use that analogy, so so I so that so so I want to make it rose in the garden. Say right, we still love you, Harry. Let, let's crack on. But it's very very difficult not to when when Harry puts out a statement like that. It, it, it is BS. It is BS because he was due back at, at, at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, and the reason why he didn't come back. Yes, 
yes, the powers that be knew that he wasn't coming back because they were negotiating this big bumper deal that they're going to give him for another year. That that's that's what that's what I believe. So I think it's in the balance, and I think that I think and, and I think Jason was. You know, you boys on the last poll were brilliant, of course, but I yeah. think Jason articulated it excellently. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think that Daniel and the club will turn down a one fifty or one sixty. I think, you know, what what I'm hearing as well is that a couple of days ago that actually Manchester City were looking at higher bids of around the kind of one thirty mark, and then lo and behold, today, yeah, that's the that's the figure coming out one thirty one thirty mark. Yeah. So yeah. you know, there's there's, there's you know. There's some definite stuff going on in the background that I'm hearing that there is a a, te- a ten million dollar uh, um, bonus, if you like, that has been been offered to Harry Kane um, to stay another year. Right. And okay. W- yeah. w- whether or not he signs out, or not, I, I, I don't yeah. know. Again, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm speculating. I'm not in, in the no type person, but that's just what I'm hearing. Yeah. I appreciate Lee. Listen, we appreciate you sharing that with us, John. Where are you on it, John? I mean, listen, I have. I've known you, John, for what now? Over nearly, what, I want to say three, four, three, four years, maybe slightly less than that. But in that time, I know you adore Harry Kane. I know you love Harry Kane. Poster boy of the football club, star man, professional, vice captain, England captain. Has these last couple of weeks shocked you at all, John? And where are you now on Harry Kane? And what do you think is actually going to happen? Okay, so it's really hurt me if I'm being honest with you because he's my favourite ever football player. I'm, I'm, you know, some people go back to hoddle and people like that and that was their era but for me you know and I love the academy as well and I've seen Harry Kane you know come through the academy go into the first team score those goals against Arsenal that mean everything to me and he just he, he's everything that I've ever loved you know in a player and to see how this has turned out it has hurt a lot actually um but I'm with Lee I, I don't want the feeling amongst the fan base to be hatred towards him or anger towards him that then means that the club feel like they can accept a lesser offer because the fans don't want him here anyway you know, even if there was a gentleman's agreement, look, I'm a lawyer by trade, I don't agree on gentleman's agreements, but even if there was, right, haven't we stuck to it? We've said, yes, you can go. That's always the first part of this is, yes, you can go. If we get the money. Yeah. We require a fair market valuation of you. Yeah. And if Jack Grealish is going for 100 million, yeah. then Harry Kane is worth 160 million. I'm sorry. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's all well and good him going with Gary Neville saying, oh, around 100 million. Well, no, you don't set the price. You signed a six year contract. Mm. If this story Lee's saying is true, I think that's even very generous by the club. I would say, no, sorry, you're getting 200 grand a week. You know, that's a lot of money. You're our highest paid player. You're guaranteed that if you got injured, we would still pay you that money. Yeah. But because you want to go now, we're not stopping to you say full stop, then you can't go. We're just saying we want a fair price. And also, John, can I just add, I must add as well, John, you, John, you know this as well. The Spurs wages are always highly incentivized. There's massive bonuses in there. He's scored what? I mean, you see the amount of goals he scored last season and assists. Like you just said there, Harry's not getting badly paid at Tottenham. He's getting very well handsomely paid as well to add. Yeah. Yeah. So he's getting very well paid. The thing about you can't win trophies with us just isn't true. Despite how crap we were last year, we were in another final. There was another opportunity there. There seems to be an opportunity every single year, actually, you know, to, to win something. So, you know, that, that, that argument doesn't really wash with me either. Um, so it just hurt what he's done. And actually, it really hammered home to me on Saturday. I was looking at the lineups for some of the other clubs that were playing friendlies, and I saw that Everton were playing uh, Man United. Straight away, Harry Maguire was back in that United lineup with the captain's armband on. West Ham were playing Atalanta. Declan Rice was straight back in there with the armband. And I just thought to myself, look, he's taking the mick out of us, really, you know, or he's been badly advised to take the mick out of us because we all love and adore this guy. 
we all defend him above any criticism he receives. I always find an excuse for him. Oh, he, yeah. you know, he has an excuse for himself totally on the pitch. Yeah. You don't need me making excuses for him. He delivers every season. But, yeah. you know, I, I love this guy so much. And I feel like he has let us down. And it isn't ever, actually, going to be as it was. And I, and I hate to say that, but I just don't feel like that emotion where you could be in the stadium and look around and every single man, woman and kid in the ground would be singing. He's one of our own with such passion and just sort of staring at him as they sung it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that's going to be the same. I feel there'll be fractions in the support now. But look, there's a quick way, as in football, we've seen Wayne Rooney do it, we've seen Steven Gerrard do it, when they've been you know, very close to moving away. You've got to do your talking on the pitch. We've got Arsenal away game six, right? If he's not going to play the Man City game, he's not going to play a couple of those early games for fitness or whatever, quarantine, there's the game where you quickly win the fans back on side. There's no better game for you. Arsenal away, game six at the Emirates. You go, you show up in that game with those Tottenham fans in your way and you go over, you score against that Arsenal lot, give them yeah. the finger and all that to the mouth. Mm. You're back in. You know, yeah. uh, football fans are very quick to forgive. We are, because, you know, it's just how we're natured. We, 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 we will forgive him eventually, but I am upset that his legacy has been tarnished. And, it did, and also, know, John, it did Man City, yeah. they've already got their Premier League legends. They've already got Aguero, Yaya Torre, Vincent Company, David Silva. He's never going to be no. that remembered figure there. Tottenham no. could have had a statue outside the ground. Yeah, he could totally. have forever come back with his kids and family and been totally welcome agree. Totally hero. Totally He's yeah. not going to have that yeah. Man City. And I find that frustrating that he's been advised to ruin that. Yeah, because he has been advised. What worries me, what worries me, lads and listeners. So, sorry, Rick, is that I'm, I'm not sure it's just about the advice. I think that, uh, and I don't mean it's really to you, John, of course, but I, I, you know, we hear this all the time. He's been badly advised. The guy is England captain. He's a father. He is 28 years old. He is his own man. Like he doesn't need that advice, advisor. He's not you know, stupid, kind of, is he? He's no, not stupid. Exactly that is, and and the, the frustration thing is. I, I, maybe he wants to go. Maybe he wants to go. Like I say, like I, it's not about. Tr- like he comes out and says it's about trophies. He comes out and says, you know, I, I want to be. I, I want to go and win trophies and so on and so forth. Yes, but but do you or do you just want Champions League and four hundred grand a week? You know, you know, J- Jack Grealish goes from his boyhood club, and yes, he he done all the right things and trained and this, that, and the other, blah, etc., etc. But you know, t- t- why can't you stay at your boyhood club and get them back into the Champions League? Yeah. Why can't you do that? Why can't you look around the dressing room and go right instead of instead of going? Well, I won golden boot and I won uh, assists and I've done I've done my bit. Like, instead of that, why can't we say? I'm going to help you do this. I'm mm. the Royal of Rovers. I'm here. I'm one of your own. I'm, exactly. Uh, My destiny is to mm. be at this football club and get you moving forward. Why yeah. does it always have to be Bow's got to go, Modric's got to go, Kane's got to go, mm. um, Berbatov's got to go, Keane's got to go? What, why? What, what, Carrick's got to go. Why can't it be? Do you know what? I'm going to stay and I'm going to make this happen. Ledley King, Michael Dawson. Son, son, son has said that to himself. His son has said, I'm going to stay and I'm going to make this happen. And that's why huge credit to Son, as you said earlier, Lee. He could have gone anywhere, but you know, he committed again for another four years and his dream is to get Tottenham back in the top four and back competing. Huge mm. credit to Son. Just a final thing, boys. I want to ask you both on Kane. And again, I asked the other guys this last week and, you know, as things stand at the moment, obviously Kane is back at Tottenham. He is ice at the lodge. He'll stay within the hotel at Hotspur away. As we understand, he can train on a private pitch during that isolation period as things stands he will not be available to face man city as we Rich, understand sorry, no, sorry but, uh, sorry uh, mm. it's not sorry to interrupt you and i know we're short yeah. of time but this isolation thing someone clear it up for me 
right? Because, you know, he's come back from, from the Bahamas, Bahamas, which is yeah. an ambulance country, mm. and he's come back from um, Florida, which is an ambulance country, and he's 28 years old. I want to know if he's double vaxxed, because if he is, he does not need to isolate. Like, unless the Premier League got different rules or Tottenham got different rules, mm. he does not need to isolate. But I think, I think, the, I think, I think the problem is, because obviously that is personal information we won't be ever privy to that so i don't just that we won't we won't know will we that i think that's half no, the no, problem that's, that's, yeah, and, that's, and that's, that's, and, that, point, and that's obviously the case we've got with harry yeah just, i'm just wondering just, whether just, i'm just wondering whether or not they again this the the, the, the club or whoever are using this as an excuse like mm. because he's training away on the pitch i can see it now like you know i don't know gary cottrell dharma chef down there you know yeah. oh look harry kane in the distance he's training on his own like, it's yeah a story for the media of course like, it's, 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 he's got to get his fitness back up or whatever did he have extended leave mm. if, if harry kane is staying at his football club like you've said many times rick put a deadline on it yeah right? we have to have a deadline we, we, we can't be going into the 31st of august in yeah. seven days in yeah. seven days we start our season and yet again yeah Tottenham hotspur are worrying about their star player is he going to be is he not it's just a ridiculous situation. Yeah. If we if if we've offered him, you know, money to stay or a different deal or whatever it is, and he ain't signed it, well, he don't want to stay, does he? What are we mm. waiting for? Yeah. Man City, if you want to come and buy Harry Kane, stick 160, 170 on there and give us Laporte or mm. Bernardo Silva. This guy is the best striker in the world. In the world. If Jack Grealish goes for 100 million, this fella's going for 200. Well, if mm. Lukaku's going to 115 million, this geezer's going for 200. Yeah. This, this 120, 130 thing, I'm sorry, listeners, but I'm not having it. This, this is just always down to, oh, Tottenham. this is an absolute massive world record fee. And I would be, like Gary Neville said before, I'll be starting it with a two. This has gone on from, from that, uh, Gary yeah. Neville. From that moment, from that, the sea was, the sea was parted there. The sea was parted there. And it could have derailed our top four. It could have derailed our Europa. Well, but it did lead. That game against Villa, we was derailed. We was so, derailed. Totally. Yeah. This is, this is, this is all come from a situation that could have been handled after. If but there was a gentleman's agreement, if it yeah. was gentleman's, if it wasn't, if it was yeah. now, whatever, mm. why did it rear his ugly head three games before, four games, before the Villa game? can't remember yeah. what it was. Yeah. Forgive me, listeners. But yeah. this is what's so frustrating about it. And this mm. is what they have to be. The statement that came put out on his, on, on his, uh, his feed, on his social media handles, not once did he talk about the football club and on purpose, because he is unhappy with the football club. He's unhappy with the fact that um, he feels, gentleman's agreement, whatever it is, yeah. that he feels that he's been hard done by and was, to and was happy to go. Now, like, as John said, if that's the case, great. But you've got to put the money down, City. Mm. You haven't done that. You know, don't take the absolute mick out of us because you've got as much money. Pep spent a billion quid on transfers. You know, this is ridiculous. You know, Lionel Messi is going to go to PSG, who are owned by a small country. Um, Man Manchester City are owned by a small country. And, uh, you know, what, Chelsea are owned by, a, you know, a, a Russian multi-billionaire, an oligarch in, in his own country. These are, the, these are the football clubs. This is the ESL. You're not, mm. you're not seeing this, people. This is the, the point I'm making, is that these clubs, Manchester City and Chelsea, as we were talking about on the WhatsApp group, not 30 years ago, 35 years ago, they didn't have a stadium. They're playing D, uh, Division 2. 
and yes, they've been rescued as such, but you can't keep just doing this. Where is financial fair play? How is it possible? Uh, that, to- that's yeah, that's what I can't quite comprehend. That how's two sixty million on two players, FFP regulated? I don't yeah, get it. And, and, and also, I know, yeah. I know I'm getting passionate about this, and I'm getting frustrated mm. about it. So forgive me, right? And and I know that it's easy to go, yeah, but if you was in that position, you wouldn't care. Maybe we wouldn't. And maybe mm. I am jealous that we're not in that situation. But yeah. I go back to moments in time and I go back to what we want and be proud of our football club and just throwing money at somebody. Manchester City burned defenders. I mean, what is £50 million on Benjamin Mendy? Is it uh, Benjamin Mendy? It's, it's Mendy, isn't it, right? £50 million. Don't even play. It doesn't even play. Mm. People just go, yeah, that's fine. It's not fine. It absolutely isn't fine. And, and you know, Harry Chick sits there and you talk about, I want trophies, I want trophies. Well, do you? Or do you just want 400 grand a week? Because Jack Greedish, you Jack Greedish could be the next Scott, Scott Sinclair. You know, <laughs> he had a fantastic, fantastic potential. Amazing. Went to City. What happened? Right. Ross Barkley, unbelievable potential. Went to Chelsea. Danny Drinkwater went to Chelsea. It happens all the time, lads and listeners. I'm going to big up Lee on this, actually, because I think that's an outstanding point. I always question that if Riyad Mahrez, for example, was at Aston Villa, would he be putting up similar numbers as Jack Grealish did? I think the answer is yes, hands down. You've only got to remember when Riyad Mahrez was at Leicester, he was the PFA Player of the Year. So he was doing more than Jack Grealish has done. And, I, you know, he seems like they're overpaid on him, if I'm being honest with you. But I think that's to our positive, higher benchmark for any fee we would attract for Harry Kane. No, I agree. Uh, huge fee. Boys, just, just to finish this debate about Kane, because it's one of those that can overrun. It's just a passionate debate, isn't it? I know. And we've, got, we've got so, so much to fit in. Um, Lee, we'll come to you first and we'll go to John just to finish up this, this topic. Will Kane be a Spurs player, Lee, when that summer transfer window shuts? I'm sorry yeah. to put you on a pot. He will be, Yeah. And for you, he'll, will he rebuild any rift with fans? So the reason why I think he'd be a, 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 a Spurs player is because the club, in my opinion, after everything that's happened, cannot sell him. They, they cannot sell him. Mm. This, 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 and this whole divide and the way that, and I agree with John, the way that it feels like Harry Kane's cat or Charlie, his brother, whoever else, has tried to create this divide to... To, to go that move, it makes it a little bit easier to go, oh, he didn't want to play for us anyway, naff mm. off. But let's hear, look at the facts here. Best number nine in the world. Uh, and from an assist perspective, this guy is irreplaceable for the positions that he plays. That said, Coutinho moment. I mean, can I say that? I mean, can I even think that I'm thinking listen, that? Listen, right? you can say what you want after the last couple of weeks. You can say what you want. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> and that's what I'm thinking. But I do, you, know, you press me. I, I, I think he'd be I think he'd be a Tottenham player and I think okay. he's professional I do yeah. think he's professional I think if he stays he'd get his head down he'd be brilliant yeah uh, John finish up with you on Kane will he still be here come the end of the window yes he will I don't see Manchester City paying the fair amount of money I don't mm. think Kane can hold that against us because if in, even if he's got this gentleman's agreement we're saying yes we will sell you but it's at the price that we think is fair yeah. And I don't think anyone can dispute that he's worth 150, 160 million. Mm. So if Man City don't pay it, the talk from City is coming out is that they're not willing to go that high, then forget it. His anger can be directed at them. They've led him down a path where he's ruined his relationship with some Tottenham fans and they haven't actually made an offer that's fair for him. So I think he will stay. I also think he's vital to the club at a time when I think they're going to get him very close to a, a big naming rights deal on the stadium. Having the England captain makes those negotiations a lot easier. So I think he certainly will stay. Okay. Just finally, 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 finally on that. I'm so sorry, but just quickly on that as well. I think that 
I think with with Harry, you know, he could have he could have definitely handled this completely differently. You know, he could have definitely come out and said, "There's always speculation. Yeah. There's always going to be. Let's not worry about it. I'm looking forward." I'm Lee, he could have Lee, he could have put it. Lee, he could have put it on the board. You know, just just very quickly. But we, we have got to go for a break. But you know, the THST have put the survey out recently. I think there's 94 percent of non-confidence in Enoch. All we needed to do was come out with a statement and say, do "You know what, guys? As much as I love being a Tottenham player, I haven't seen the investment in the team over the course of the last 18 to 24 months. I don't believe the club are moving forward progressively. I want to win trophies and I want to move." If he had done that, I guarantee you. There wouldn't be a Tottenham fan that wouldn't turn around and say, Do you know what, Harry, we feel the same as supporters. We totally get it. To do what he's yeah. done now, he's created us a fractured relationship, I think. And I'll, it'll be, I'll be very interested to see how this does play out over the next couple of weeks. Um, there is so much we'll get through, guys. We are going to go through a final break of the show. When we return, Christian Romero time. And also, Latoro Martinez, is that deal getting any closer? And your listener questions. A lot to squeeze in in these next 10 minutes. Do not go anywhere. We're back after our final break of the show. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Hello and welcome back to the third and the final part of the last one on Spurs. We've been laughing about Harry Kane derailing Spurs' summer. You derailed this Spurs podcast. You can't make it up, can you? But we are, like I say, discussing the signing of Christian Romero. Uh, it's a loan of an option to buy. I know many at the time when this was announced thought it was going to be, a, you know, initially, from what we understood, it was going to be a five-year contract or even a six-year contract agreed with the player. And from what we understand, it's a loan of an option to buy for £42.5 million. Um, it will be similar to the Celso deal. It matches Atlanta deal for Demoral in that both clubs don't have to pay until later like John alluded to very clever deal um John tell me what you think about this guy you know Romero was the Celia defender of the year for 2021 he's Copper America winner at just 23 fixes a position that absolutely is vital for Spurs it seems like an exceptional and logical piece of business I can't believe I'm saying that for Tottenham but what do you think yeah Look, for Tottenham, it looks like a piece in the jigsaw that's been missing for a very, very long time. A proper centre-half for it. You alluded to it. The CV speaks for itself. Winning Serie A Defender of the Year in a league that includes Bonucci, Cellini, Koulibaly speaks for itself. Winning the Copa America as well. Keeping a clean sheet away to Brazil. Huge game Brazil against Argentina. They absolutely hate each other. To go to the Maracanã, keep that clean sheet against Neymar. Massive, massive statement. And... Um, you know, I feel that's a really transformative signing. Probably the most excited I've been about a signing for years, you know, to actually get someone in who's 23, got his peak years in front of him, you know, already worked with Galini as well, which means a masterstroke having that relationship. So it helps him settle in at the club. Hopefully he can quickly get in the team and he can have a real transformative effect on our defence. Because it's something we've needed for a long time. He's a front foot aggressive defender. He doesn't muck around. There's some great clips of him where Lukaku's gone through on goal. He's got pace on him as well. He's yeah. caught up with him, bodied him off the ball and controlled him. He's also taken control of um, the striker from Fiorentina we're after as well and dealt with him very well. Yeah. I've just seen some clips where I've been super impressed with him. He made his debut for Atalanta against uh, Juventus, coming up against Cristiano Ronaldo. By all reports, he did extremely well in a one-on-one with him over 90 minutes. You know, that speaks volumes. So I'm mm. delighted. I can't wait for Romero. And yeah. I, I really hope he's as good as I believe he's going to be. 
Yeah, Lee, let's come to you. You know, it seems like his heart was set on Spurs. He said, I only wanted Spurs because I really like this project. Paratigy and the whole club wanted me and I'll give my best. The Premier League is the best way for me to continue my career. Very, very happy to be here in this great club. And he said there, from the moment I got the call, I was sure this was the best option to keep on improving and growing. Lee, like John says, potentially a massive piece of the missing jigsaw at the back of centre-back. Are you content and happy with this signing? More than content, mate. It's not that, that, that I wouldn't use that word. I would definitely use over the moon. I think he's an absolutely outstanding signature to get at our football club. I think when you've moved on, arguably our best defender at the club uh, in terms of Toby Alderweireld, and then you've got in this guy. And again, you know, everyone was panicking and, oh my God, is it going to happen? This, that and the other. And, you know, we've got it over the line. It's there. Um, as John has alluded to on previous shows, and I'm sure it, it back it up again today, we, we are spending the money. It's another 50 million. You know, this, this is not small, small money nowadays. It's still, you know, when you look at Manchester City, the amount of money they've spent, I just said under Pep, a billion, a billion pounds in transfers. Their record signing before Jack Grealish was 67 million or something like that. You know, we've, we've done 65 million, 45 million, you know, a couple of 23s, 27 millions, whatever. We've now just done another 50 million. You know, this is a very, very good signing um, for our football club. Defense, Syria, Defender of the Year, I think he was. Partnerships, John alluded to it earlier, and I, lo I love the fact that having partnerships on a pitch, I think that's how you create that team and that trust. Galini and uh, Romero know each other. So Galini getting game time with a centre-back in front of him that he knows really well. Lo Celso he knows from obviously uh, winning the Copa um, uh, America as well with Argentina. Um, obviously he knows Lionel Messi, uh, which obviously is going to be joining the football club intimately. I think he's in, he's in contract talks um, with Tottenham. So look, I, yeah, jokes aside, he's, he's a fantastic signing. And for me, he has, I said it earlier, he has to be the... VVD, he has to be our bias. He can't be our, you know, our Kirakes or you know our, our Fazio. He needs to come in, and that's why it's so important for me that he starts a big, massive game and nails it because yeah. it's all about momentum. If he starts and he nails it, yeah. he'll be brilliant all season. Totally agree, guys. Upon that announcement of Romero, we've seen in the last few, I say last few, it's actually hours for some listening to this. Obviously, Spurs have been heavily linked now with a move for Lotaro Martinez. Some reports in Britain saying that a fee has been agreed. Italian sources so far, depending on when you listen to this show at the moment, suggesting that a move is some way off. Obviously, Inter are under big financial difficulties. A fee in the region of around 60 million is what Spurs are proposing for the player. Of course, that was actually agreed before Romelu Lukaku was going to be heading back to Stamford Bridge and suddenly it ramped up and hit an advanced stage. There are now question marks as to whether Inter do want to sell Martinez and Lukaku. I mean, obviously, that's their two strikers. I spoke to Jamie earlier. Jamie was telling me that apparently, as since then, Inter are looking to bring in Edin Dzeko, maybe a couple of more strikers which could make that move maybe viable. I mean, John very quickly scored 19 goals for Inter last season in 38 games as they swept towards a Serie A title. How impressive would it be if Spurs were to get Martinez over the line? This would be, Ricky, a phenomenal coup. Martinez is one of the top strikers in, in Europe. He's 23. Whenever I've seen him play, I've always just thought he would end up as a Barcelona or Real Madrid. Very similar style to Luis Suarez in terms of aggressive on the front foot, that South American in-your-face style. But he's got the skills and ability to go with it. He is a lovely footballer. 
um, and one we'd be lucky to get hold of. So if we got him, that would be a such a statement signing, actually. And I'd put him well above a lot of the other names we'd be linked with. He would be my number one first choice to bring in to partner with Harry Kane up front. I also feel like we could possibly do a deal with Inter if they're worried about losing numbers and players, maybe moving Tongi and Dembele the other way. He was a player they showed interest in under Antonio Conte. Could we do a deal there to, again, save some of the money on the fee? Let's wait and see. Yeah, Lee, finally... What do you think, Martinez? Is it one that excites you? We've got to have a see, have a striker. We have to get another striker in place. Is he the man? Yeah, look, I'll be honest with you, I don't know a lot about him, but everybody, when that rumour broke earlier, everybody went mad for it. And I was chatting to some of the, the, the lads and whatever, and they were like, my word. Well, basically, just what John said, this guy is a real deal. I think, I think the only thing that I would say is, you know, you can't say missing out, but not being all over a Danny Ings at 25 million is just, absolutely preposterous to me i just yeah. can't comprehend it in my mind um you know that you're going to then go and spend the 60 million on on this guy he feels to me like he is a number one striker yeah um, and, and therefore but, there'd be a lot of speculation if we did sign him that it would be you know negative oh harry's gonna go then so yes yeah. it's about playing alongside him but mm. since when have we ever played two strikers up front i know we've got a new manager in nuno yeah. he hasn't played two strikers up front at the moment but then you'll say i, I well, think he yeah this will be going back to i think his time at valencia i know he's done it at Wolves as well so maybe he's, he's adopting to a, a different formation you know maybe, who knows maybe. yeah but look, i mean like, yeah. I, I echo john's thoughts yeah I mean, you know, if, if you if you start the transfer window and you said that we're going to keep harry kane yeah. amid all the speculation that we're going to sign Martinez, we're going to sign Romero, we're going to get, um, you know, Tommy Asu is, is is very, very heavily linked, isn't he, in terms yeah. of either another centre-back or a right-back berth. Um, you know, you, the, 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 look, there's a lot of work to do and we're still getting... I think John uh, put on uh, Lila White Rose Twitter feed a couple of weeks ago about the amount of wages that we've, uh, that we've um, saved. Yep. Uh, during uh, during the close already, I think it worked mm. out thirty one million or something like that. When it John something like that uh, for for that twelve nice. month period, and that's a lot of money off the wage bill. And there's still winks to go, Sissoko to go, uh, Dyer or Sanchez to go. You know, Aurier to go, Doherty if you're going to move him on that you mentioned earlier as well. You know, you know, there's a lot still to to, to move around. I, I still think we need another genuine left footed centre back. Um, I, I really want to see a genuine left-footed left, left uh, footed centre-back come in. But, of course, Martinez would be amazing. Boys, we're going to finish with some listener questions. Very quick fire. 30-second, 20-second quick fire listener questions. Uh, Lee, we'll stick with you. Um, this is from We Don't Need Another Hero. We've got the Iron Dome. Also, Trevor Rotogos also asked the same question. Uh, roughly, he says, who's going to make an appearance first, Sungi and Dombele or Lude Lucan? I don't know. I mean, the the, the line that uh, got me in the last pub was from Jason when yeah. he, he summed up perfectly to me where he said, Tungo Ndombele's wife will be fitter before Tungo Ndombele will be. I think that sums it up perfectly. Is it a cause of concern, Lee, very quickly, that he's not playing? Very massive concern. I'm, yeah. a, I'm, the same with, I'm the same with John now. I think yeah. that, that with all the stick the Celso gets for, you know, only playing 60 minutes, 67 minutes and so on and so forth, he, had his, he has had his injury problems. With Tungo, I think it's something different. I think it's an yeah. attitude situation. There's, there's reports that he wants to go because Sissoko and all uh, are looking to uh, be moved on from the club and, you know, his mates are going, so he wants to go. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think if, if an offer came in for him, of course, I, I would personally would be taking it. OK, fine. Um, this is a question for you, John. This is from Pucker Plummer. says, do you think Paratigy will get rid of all the dead wood out by August the 31st? One of those names also going, probably not references dead wood, of course, is Dennis Serkin. Can you give us an update on him, John? And of course, we're going to hear more from that probably on the podcast you've got that you'll hopefully be doing for us later this week. 
Yeah, definitely. I've really enjoyed the podcast so far. It's completely like Rose and Stars tomorrow. Today, I gave a certain update in our latest episode, whereby I understand Spurs are looking at a fee of around 1.3 million with a potential buyback of around 6 million on the player. Um, so that's something to watch out for. I think the deal's taking a bit longer than expected because of the unusual clauses in the deal. Um, it's not just a straight permanent sale. Dennis Serkin did turn out for our under-23s at Barnet on North Saturday, which caused some alarm for some Sunderland fans. But guys, rest assured, I think it's still just taking a bit longer with some unusual clauses in there. So let's wait and see on that one. But I've really appreciated the support so far on the pods. And if you guys can subscribe, leave your reviews on iTunes, it's very much appreciated. Yeah, just a reminder, guys, again, you can find John's Twitter handle on our Twitter account, of course, at lilywhite underscore rose. Make sure you're following that podcast again, all about the youth as to what is to come. And it could be very exciting, as we always say, these players do get their breakthrough. Nuno is a champion of hopefully promoting the youth. So make sure you check that podcast out. Um, I think, guys, that's all. There's been a busy, busy week. Um, Much more to come, of course. We've got our regular shows getting back underway. Got a huge announcement, huge announcement coming out tomorrow. Make sure you keep an eye on our Twitter account. It's an announcement that many of you have been calling for for I don't know how long, Yes, it's coming. Yes, it's coming. Yes, Let me say, yes, yes, it's yes, coming. yes, yes. <laughs> Some are delighted. Uh, others, we'll have to wait and see their reaction. My God, we'll have to wait and see. Let me say a massive thank you to, firstly, the wonderful John Wenham back on Last One on Spurs. You can check him out, of course, on the Lily White underscore Rose pod. John, thank you so much as always. Thanks so much, Rick. Been a pleasure to go on. I'm really enthusiastic for the season. And come on, you Spurs. Amazing. And the wonderful Lee McQueen taking us on. This crazy next train adventure league or what we got coming our way, eh? It's all kicking absolute, off. Absolutely brilliant. Love being on. And, uh, you know, whatever happens, yeah. we, we're always we're always going to get behind a football club. You know, I know it's a nightmare and it's been a roller coaster and a crazy change. But I do think that we are coming out the other side. Let's Our expectations are <laughs> pretty low now, aren't yeah, they? True. So, actually, anything could be a bonus. Let's, let's, let's kick on and try and get back into... The yep. top five, the top four, mm. and then start to challenge for that. If we're competitive, yep. anything can happen. Totally agree. Lee, finishing train on the tracks, yeah? Train's on the tracks. Train on the tracks. We're back on the tracks, baby. I love it. Guys, listen, most importantly, keep safe, keep well. Big show coming for Britsia Romano as well this week. That wasn't the announcement. It's actually another announcement. I'm trying to keep it contained here. My God, amazing. keep safe, amazing. keep well. And as always, go on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.